Welcome, folks, back to another episode of the Sand Black Sessions. Today's guest is a um, leading agent in, in Newcastle, um, Suzanne Hill. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Sam. My pleasure to join you. Well, I really appreciate your time, and uh, we're in very interesting times in, in the market as um, you know everyone's experiencing this this huge growth, especially this year. Yes, yeah, 10 months now into this year and um, nearly from the first week uh, of the start of this year, I noticed the market very strong and um, it doesn't look as though it's plateaued or stabilised just yet. Would you say that you're, you're surprised? I mean, before COVID hit, we noticed there was, you know, a lot of heat coming into the market um, and then obviously COVID put a stop to that. So would you say that you you know you're not surprised that there has been massive growth you know this year? Well, I think 2019 there was a correction downwards, and uh, I don't think a lot of that was recovered by most of 2020. So uh, I think we had a bit to catch up with early this year from the correction in 2019, and somewhat of the correction in 2020, which was the market was quite negative at the time with COVID. Um, but yeah, from January this year, COVID didn't seem to affect the market. And, you know, I think it's grown week on week, month on month, all this year. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's been a uh, very interesting times. And like, obviously I, I tell my clients and, you know, prospective um, buyers out there that you know, no one has a crystal ball, so anything can happen in the future. What sort of conversations are you having around with your vendors and, and buyers out there? Um, look, with vendors, it's really down to what suits them. Some people sell because the market's up, but most people are selling for their own personal circumstances. And if the market's in their favour at the time, that's great, but not everyone can time their life and their property purchase around what's happening, you know, with prices. Um, but with buyers, obviously, they can have some more control over it. First home buyers in particular are very active and wanting to get into the market as quick as possible. And it's been tough. I think it's probably the toughest market I've ever seen for first home buyers. Yeah, wow. How long have you been in, in the industry total now? Uh, 1994 I commenced and um, started at Century 21 Charlestown in 97 and um, became one of the directors of the business in 2004. Yeah, wow. Okay. So you've obviously seen all the, the ups and downs and, and this is obviously no one expected, you know, Corona to, to be part of our lives and then obviously the market being so hot. Um, where, where do you see the future of property, um, you know, a year's time or and then, you know, say five to ten years? Look, I think Newcastle and Lake Macquarie and the Lower Hunter have started to hit uh, – a sweet spot in terms of its appeal as a region and locality and I think we're in for uh, extensive growth over the coming years. I always say to people when they're quibbling over five or ten grand to pay for a property, look if you could go back and you could buy, buy a property at the heat or the top of the boom of the last four booms and only pay five or ten grand more, you would. So don't miss the chance to buy the property that suits you now for five or ten grand. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. I mean, purchasing property is obviously one of your biggest financial decisions in your life, and to miss out on a property five to ten grand at the time seemed a lot, but then yes. you know, 
two months down the track, looking back, those properties seem cheap compared to what they are now. And, and you know, like I said, no one has a crystal ball, but I dare say in you know a few months' time, today's price is potentially going to be cheap. So with yes, with yeah, thing, I mean, we could all go back. We could and and paint five or ten grand more for every property we've bought. Or if you could buy a property at the peak of every boom over the last you know twenty years, you would just go back and buy it. You wouldn't quibble over it at all. And that's the thing, right? Like no one can actually pick when the top of the market is or when the bottom of the market is. Yes, Go but if the market keeps moving upwards, happy days if you get in now. But if you don't, then if you're holding it with a plan to live there or as an investment for the medium term, then you know paying a little bit more now won't matter in the long run. Exactly right. Exactly mm. right. Mm. And, and would you say, and would you agree with this statement? You know, when the the, the bubble bursts, it the market doesn't actually crash. It, all it is, it corrects itself. So the market, say the market shifts twenty or thirty percent, and then the bubble bursts. It's only coming back, say five percent. Um, yes. And in long term, it doesn't really matter because you know you're in it for the long term. Yeah, I mean, when it uh, corrects, if it drops a little bit, people will think it's cheap and they'll come back and then that will stop it falling further. So unless there's a lot of bankruptcies or forced sales, I can't see how it's going to, to drop so that, you know, if you don't buy it all, you will win out. I think, you know, you still are better off to get in um, because we all know property continues to go up over time. They're not making any more land. They won't make any more land. It's it's a it's a you know un, it's not limited you know it's a not unlimited resource. Exactly right. So uh, with the market how it is, a lot of buyers are obviously missing out. What what are some tips, especially for first homeowners, to um, give yourself that extra leverage when you know trying to make an offer um, and getting to know the real estate agent? Um, they need to know what they need to provide so you know if a buyer is going to make an offer they're going to be asked questions but from the agent like um, um who have you got your finance through are you dealing with a bank direct or a building society or are you dealing with a broker um if your offer got accepted you'd need to pay a small deposit initially or you, the owner of the property may want you to waive the cooling off period and pay a large deposit how much cash have you got have you got five percent of this purchase price have you got ten percent are you using a deposit bond um, you know, are you buying it to live in? The owner may ask me, can I tell them? Are you buying it to live in or is it an investment? Um, are you waiting for the settlement or sale of any other property before you get the money? Um, do you need mum or dad's home valued? So, you know, that they need to know all those answers. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and it's so important, I guess, to have all your ducks aligned. Um, you know, bet your finance is obviously, you know, the biggest one, having your pre-approval in place. I guess if there is no building and pests, getting that in order and having the contacts in the industry to make the process so much quicker, whether it's you know your solicitor or your mortgage broker, have them at hand. So when the time does come, to be able to not wasting a real estate agent's time by saying, oh, I need to get this checked off, this checked off, and making it easy as possible for you guys. Yes, if they have um, a solicitor or conveyancer in mind, that's great. That shows that they've even thought about, okay, when I get the go-ahead, who will I be using to do the legal transaction? So it shows that they've thought about the whole transaction from go to woe. And also, um, you know, like uh, if they need mum or dad to see the property, um, that's important. I will often ask, is there anyone else you want to have a look at the home before you make your offer? 
because uh, the seller doesn't want to accept an offer and then have um, the buyer say, oh, well, now um, Auntie Joan needs to look through before we go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Okay, so look, I, you know, I've been in Newcastle probably five, six years now. Originally, I, I was from Brisbane, but in that time, I've noticed you know Newcastle changed dramatically, especially with the East End, the light rail. There's so many fantastic things happening in in Newcastle. Um, what what's uh, some of your favourite suburbs, and what where do you see potential growth in these suburbs? Um, I, I think Mayfield will continue to boom. It's um, geographically very close to the city. It's still not very far from Lake Macquarie as well. You just go, you know, up to Lookout Road and down the bypass. Um, uh, I have a soft spot for Carrington. Um, my great-grandparents and grandparents live there. But being based in Charlestown, I, I do have a big passion for the Charlestown area and sort of every suburb very close. So Adamstown Heights, Cahaiba. Um, Dudley, Redhead, um, Hillsborough, Highfields, you know, ev ev everywhere that's close to Charlestown, I feel like, is my local patch also. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's um, Dudley Beach is, is such an amazing spot there. I often go down there and surf, so it's... Um, yeah, very unique. I love it too. It is, definitely, definitely. We've got lots of natural assets. <laughs> 100%. What's your opinion and, and, and why do you think some suburbs outperform others? Like Mayfield East, for example, has seen huge amounts of growth um, and then obviously Mayfield as well, but obviously Mayfield East has got that more homely effect, would you say? Yes, yeah. I mean, uh, suburbs are... Uh, an unusual mix of um, streets and locations. Often you'll have a buyer say, oh, well, I want between this street and that street or the west side or the east side. So, you know, people who know an area, that there's little pockets that they prefer and every area has got its own character, you know. Different parts of Mayfield have got different character. Even Charlestown. Um, Charlestown's such a huge suburb, you know, there's different parts of Charlestown. Lambton, it's a ginormous suburb. Um, but, yeah, everyone's got their parts of the suburb that they prefer over other parts of the suburb. Yeah, okay, lovely. So let, let's touch on uh, 21, Century 21. I mean, being a director, obviously there's lots of hurdles there. And then comparing, you know, to a, being a real estate agent, like what are some things that uh, you look for for up and coming agents if they were to come to, to work with yourself? Well, I don't think there's a definite type of personality you need, but you do need to be a people person um, because at the end of the day, um, you're dealing with people consistently and constantly and you really have to have a genuine interest and passion to help people, whether that's helping the buyer or helping the seller or helping both of them. But you're, you're in the service industry and um, you have to put clients first. I agree completely. So that's a great statement for sure. Um, yeah, like I mean, with, with sales, especially I think some people see it as a bit of a, a dirty word, maybe a bit of stigma around that. But you're exactly right. It's it's a service that we're providing, and you're definitely not going to last long if um, you know you're not providing that service and having great customer care. Yeah, I always say, look, people um, do better when they sell with agents um, because if you sell your own home once how can you have the same skill as an agent who sold hundreds or thousands of properties so an agent is always going to get you a superior price uh, in my opinion um, 
but you still 99% of people still need an agent for the transaction and most buyers still um, like the idea of dealing with the agent rather than the homeowner direct. So, you know, you, you, you're meeting a need of people want to sell homes or properties, people want to buy homes and, or properties and the agent is the person who makes all that happen. Exactly right. Uh, so, I mean, me being in sales, and as you're probably well aware, that there's lots of uh, ups and downs. Yes. Um, it's about riding the, riding the roller coaster. What are some things that you sort of put in place so when there are, I guess, the downs or the losses, whether you lose a listing or, you know, the sale doesn't happen? Um, for me, if it's, you know, if I miss out on a property, for example, um, what are some things that you implement in your life to get past that so you can, you know, achieve, you know, the goals that you want to achieve? I always say, look, people buy and sell property for their own reasons. And if uh, those reasons change and um, it doesn't uh, work out that I'm able to benefit from, from the transaction, I just say, well, um, that's business. You know, at the end of the day, I'm in a business and uh, business isn't a perfect world. And, um, you know, people are not machines. They're people and individuals. So you just have to accept that it's a very variable um, business. It's not a, a known outcome every day and every time. You don't know what's going to happen. So if you like that uh, unexpected, uh, <laughs> like to, uh, you know, have a, a surprise all the time, well, when you're dealing with people and then throw in a business transaction, um, yeah, nothing's known or, or guaranteed. So keeps you on your toes. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. It's um, obviously um, um, with the, with the, the highs, whether it's selling a property or, or buying a property, that's the end result. But there's so much legwork that's done before that, right? There's the uh, you know sourcing sourcing the vendor, or for me, it's sourcing the buyer. Then it's doing all the due diligence, all your research, and then you know positioning the cl the client, whoever it may be. Um, and and then the end result is obviously the sale or you know purchasing the property. And I guess you know, having someone going through the whole process with someone and getting them an amazing result is what, for me, is what makes it all worthwhile. Yes, yes, it does. And um, I get very motivated by my clients' words on the the transaction. And um, after 25 years in real estate, that is what motivates me, what my clients think of me once they've employed me as their agent. Well, look, I, I really appreciate your time. We might we might wrap it up pretty soon, but was there any um, question or was there a question that you, you'd like to ask me to, to finish it off? Um, where do you actually think the market is going? Are we on the way up? Are we on the way to stabilise or is there a dip coming? What are your thoughts? No, I believe it's uh, the next month we're still going to see good properties always going to sell for, for good money, right? Um, and these properties are the ones that, you know, I tell my clients to target. So in terms of, you know, whether it's on a busy road or if it's on a busy road or no sunlight, there's not much street appeal, these, these properties may struggle going forward. Um, but in terms of where there's lots of character, where there's lots of um, street appeal, where people are emotionally tied to these properties, I believe these properties are always going to outperform. Um, obviously, coming to December, we may notice a bit of a drop off as you know listings are normally put back until you know January. Um, yes. But until I guess there's there's regulations brought in with with lending, even with the APRA's new um, mm. lendings, I don't think that's really shifted buy sentiment in in the marketplace. Um, so look, next year I still I still see like lots of growth as well. 
Yes, yes, it's just likely to be not quite as strong as this year's growth. That's probably what we'll be yeah, saying. I think we've reached probably at the, not the top of the market, but we've definitely seen that the, the craziness sort of die down a little bit. Um, and now that COVID's lifted, you know, other people that they want to go on holidays, they want to enjoy, you know, seeing their friends and family and maybe buying property is not the number one uh, priority in, in their life anymore. Yes, maybe we had a sweet spot in the market this year with no one able to uh, have their avocado and eggs on toast and not able to go to Bali. <laughs> exactly right, exactly right. So, I mean, but like what I tell my clients is that, you know, if you're in a position to, to purchase now um, and it's you're not in a financial distress or you're not going to put yourself in a financial um, stress in a Sorry, in a financial position that's going to put hardship on your life, well, then the best time to buy is now because, you know, everyone predicted the market to, to crash 30% and it did the complete opposite. And I guess those people were are missing out if they didn't get into the market when they wanted to. Yes, agree totally. Yeah. Beautiful. Alrighty, well, it was a pleasure um, talking to you and Likewise. I really appreciate your time. Okay, Sam, have a great day.